0: Today, Tony and I are going to talk about relationship red flags. Enjoy. girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm good. Good. Good.
1: Just getting situated. Hmm. So I'm probably going to try to keep this room to half an hour today, if that's okay. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Good. So we'll get started. So we're gonna be talking today about what are some red flags in relationships. So I think this is really important because I think a lot of people, women in particular, tend to overlook the warning signs that are indicative of unhealthy relationships or manipulative behavior. Because I think um, they're not always easy to recognize at first, which is what makes them so difficult and dangerous, really because they tend to grow bigger and become more problematic over time. So I know a lot of people talk about red flags all the time. You know, you talk about toxic relationships, abusive relationships. Oh, I didn't see the red flags, red flag, this red flag, that. But toxicity can really pre- present itself in any close relationship. So whether it's friends, your partner, family members, colleagues at work. I mean, these are all things that could be toxic in relationships. It doesn't just have to be an intimate partner, but um, the kind of red flags I wanna talk about today, and this could be from men or women, obviously, uh, but there's are signs of things like narcissism, um, aggression, victimization, or even like abusive behavior. So becoming aware of some of the common red flags, you can avoid getting involved in toxic relationships, which is the whole point, right? So when you encounter relationship red flags, it's a really good time to kind of pause and reflect on the dynamic that you really share with that person. Because that toxic behavior is often, it's, it's subtle, right? It, it kind of creeps up on you. And if you're not paying attention, it can absolutely take over the relationship. And this has happened to tons and tons and tons of people that i have worked with friends that i've seen it's even happened to me before you know it's like you know it's subtle it's and it's and it's insidious right it kind of just creeps in and you don't always necessarily catch it right off the bat especially because you're like really into this person you're in that honeymoon phase you're like oh i really like them they're really cool they're you know you're really attracted to them and you're having a great time and then it very slowly kind of leaks its way into your relationship so By being aware of some of these major signs, um, I want to be able to cultivate a little bit of self-awareness around toxic behavior that can help you avoid them altogether. So Erica, what is your experience in this?
0: Yeah, I'm really good at this. (laughs) I can pinpoint narcissists from miles away, but from my experience, narcissist or not, first three months, everybody's in good behavior. They try to have a fake personality. I call it fake personality because you don't really meet people who are being themselves from the beginning, which I do because I don't like wasting my time. But a lot of people pretend to show their best part of themselves. So first three months, not gonna like, you shouldn't be believing anything. What whoever you're dating is behaving, that's their best behavior. That's not like their authentic selves. So that's not a good idea to fall in love. And then especially, I think, when it comes to narcissists, they do love bombing. So if narcissists is, let's say, wealthy, he try to um, spend a lot of money on you. But, you know, a lot of times, man doesn't spend the money on you. That's a red flags too. But when man happen to have money, and in the beginning, he spend a lot of money, but you kind of have to watch out his consistency of spending money on you if it's consistent throughout the relationship he's a generous person but if he's like uh, in the beginning of the relationship to just hook you to him so you're gonna spend a lot of amount of money then he just started getting stingy on you and then try to abusive toward you by using his power through money that's very toxic
1: Yeah, definitely. So I know that um, one of the big things, like people get into these relationships and they're like, okay, I should have seen the red flags. I should have noticed. But a lot of times, like I said, you won't notice right away. So it's always a good idea to understand that, like Erica said, when you first start entering into your relationship, that person is on their best behavior. They are not going to be most people are not going to be their authentic true self in a relationship because they're trying to impress you they're trying to you know make it easy and comfortable and you know they're trying to put the best foot forward so people aren't always like settled into their routines of like their normal day-to-day life and you don't always get to know that person right away so this is why it's really important to get to really get to spend time with somebody and get to know them before you like get all emotionally involved so there are some things you can do to help identify red flags in relationships and that are really super important. But like I said, a lot of women in particular tend to accept red flags. as kind of like part of the package, right? Rather than seeing it as a warning sign. And then what happens to become emotionally involved in the relationship, psychologically involved. And then, you know, then you get to be vulnerable and that's when things start to happen. Right. That's when these things start coming out. So I want to look at um, some common red flags that can show up in any relationship really, but mostly in intimate relationships. And by learning what they look like, which ones are harmful, then you can kind of put an end to that toxic cycle before too much damage is done. So much like Erica said, like with the love bombing is certainly one, Um, overly controlling behavior is a really common red flag. So people that try to control your decisions, your beliefs and things, um, your movement, your day-to-day life. Now, this one could be really subtle at first too, because people are like, oh, you know, of course I want to spend time with this person. I want to spend all my weeks and weekends with this person. I want to, you know, always be available to go do stuff together, you know, because you're interested in being with them right off the bat. So you want to spend time with them. But if, if they try to control like where you go all the time, what you're wearing, um, things like that, pay attention
0: to that sort of stuff, and pay attention I, to it early on. Can I add something? This is really important. Yeah, like definitely. when it comes to controlling, like you know, when it comes to men, they're very like obvious. But when female control you or some man, they do it the very subtle way that they make you feel guilty about saying no and saying, oh, whatever you want to do or you don't want to do, they make you feel guilty. So you have to comply their desire or something. That's a form of control. And it's a very subtle way of controlling people, but that's a red flag too. So when you have to justify your data behavior or boyfriend or girlfriend behavior when you felt oh my god this is a little odd but you had to find the reason or maybe she felt this way or she had the period or oh he had the stress at the work and he rushed out to me or whatever when you have to justify that's a red flag.
1: Yeah a hundred percent because I
0: know I can speak
1: to this because I had a, a guy I dated who and I was so naive, like I was totally clueless, but when we first started dating, I remember very clearly we went out, this was like one of our first like official dates and we were just going to a bar, like just to grab some food, hang out, nothing fancy. And I had on jean shorts and a tank top. And when he picked me up, he's like, that's what you're wearing. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to a bar to hang out, like an outside bar. It's not like a fancy, you know, we're not going to a sit-down dinner, right? And like, it was a cute tank top and it was cute. Like, it was just very casual. And he was, I remember him saying that, what, that's what you're wearing. And like, that immediately set a precedent. So it turned into like, anytime we were going anywhere, like he wanted me to dress up. Like I had to be like dressed up like I was going out to a club. Like he always wanted me looking like that. And I was like, that wasn't just, that's just not me. That's not who I am. Like I like to get dressed up and go out, but I'm not dressed like that all the time. Like I'm very casual, very laid back. And I mostly hang around in, in shorts and t-shirt or whatever, you know, I'm not going to be dressed all the time. But anytime we went anywhere, it became the standard that I had to dress like that or i would get like this disapproving look or i would be asked to go change and i I felt i fell into this pattern and i i started doing that and it didn't even realize until it was you know way down the road when we've been dating and a lot of other things came up so and we'll talk about some of those other red flags too but so pay attention to stuff like that you know in any healthy relationship there's always going to be compromise And understanding around your differences so you should not be one person should not be controlling the other person's actions and that includes what they're wearing um their decisions on things you know like the one person shouldn't always be dictating what you do you know and that's a very controlling behavior and controlling behavior is a hundred percent a trait of narcissism you got to watch out for so controlling behavior um Is there anything else you wanted to add to that, Erica?
0: Yeah. When they go nuts, especially female, if you say no, if you're a gentleman and then whatever you say no, and she goes nuts, watch out for that. Doesn't matter what she says for the excuse, like, oh, you know, whatever they, they are very good at making excuses why they went nuts. But in a healthy relationship, when you like someone, you don't go nuts just because someone says no. You know, because eco relationship, even though mine is a provider, he can say no. And then, you know, you can say no, too. And then you kind of negotiate and you you kind of, you know, find out the way how both of you going to be happy. Nobody going to go nuts. And also when it comes to man, he had a bad day at work or whatever and he rushed onto you or somebody else made him angry and he rushed onto you. That is a toxic behavior. And you do really want to watch out for, because that's an abusive relationship.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, yeah, that's interesting to say that you, th- you point that out too, Erica, because men and women will behave differently so pay attention to these things absolutely because you shouldn't be made to be felt guilty just because you're voicing your opinion or because you want to wear something different or whatever because if you're being made to feel be made uh to feel guilty about something that is um definitely a warning sign so pay attention to those things um another thing is lack of trust Okay. And I will say this all the time to people. If somebody is acting like they can't trust you, but you've never given them a reason not to, that is definitely a red flag because trust is an important foundation in any healthy relationship. But a sign of an unstable relationship is when your partner, even, or like I said, this goes all the way through friends, colleagues, family members. When somebody acts like they don't trust you, That's something else. Now, of course we all have fears. We all have doubts. We all have insecurities, but those things should not stop you from trusting the people in your life to do the right thing. And healthy relationships obviously require trust on both sides. So when you say you've been hurt in a past relationship and you're going to be a little paranoid, right? About some things. It's really important for you to recognize those features in yourself about what is just insecurity versus what is some you know because of a past experience versus what is actually um behavior that is indicative of being dishonest so like if you have a partner who you know happens to you know be texting somebody it's nighttime and they turn their phone over or or they seem like you know maybe they flip their phone over or they're not you know maybe they're answering a text late at night and you automatically jump to conclusions that oh my god they must be cheating on me or they must be texting a girl or something like that you know you have no proof right and that could be due to your own insecurity of maybe a past experience that you had that is causing you to be inclined to believe those things however if they are exhibiting certain behaviors don't ignore that stuff either right but i guess the point i want to make is that if they haven't given you a reason not to trust them you can't automatically assume that some of the things that they might be doing are are because they're lying to you so know yourself you know know your own triggers know what know what um your experiences have been and know where where you have little weak spots so you're afraid and you feel that you can't trust people and and pay attention to those things and bring those things up in conversation so that you can talk about it they're like hey listen i had this guy cheated on me and this is how it went down da, 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 so you know i'm a little uncomfortable because i see you doing this and it makes me nervous that's one thing to have an open conversation about it but um to go accusing people of doing things when you have no proof or no evidence or based on previous experiences that can implode a relationship in a matter of minutes. Now, on the other hand, if they are being shady and they're doing something where they're like, Oh, I can't believe you don't trust me. And why can't you trust me? And, and you should trust me. And I, you shouldn't have to look at this. You should, I shouldn't have to tell you things. I shouldn't have to be able to, if they're like super defensive about it, then yeah, that's a clue that maybe there's something to look at there, you know, because somebody who's honestly not trying to intentionally deceive you and isn't hiding things from you will be more than willing to be open and honest about what they're thinking about what they're doing and be forthcoming. And they're not going to try to hide it. But somebody who is trying to hide something will deflect and will project all that back onto you. And they'll be like constantly turning around and turning it back on you and make you look like the one that's being paranoid. And, and again, trying to make you feel guilty. And what do you mean you can't trust me? And, you know, we'll put all put it all back on you and try to make you feel bad. So pay attention, because there's a subtle difference
0: there. Erica. what do you want to uh, say about that? During dating, don't trust a guy <laughs> because you're auditioning. But once he or she qualified to be your mate, then, you know, you're gonna build the trust trust is earned you're not gonna have it from the beginning but once she or he earned your trust and um, you know when you have a healthy relationship your partner especially a guy when he goes to the business trip he tells you all oh, eternally, I, I never call him or anything oh, all my exes they called me where he's about, he's planning to do this and his body and he ate this. I didn't even ask all of these questions because I don't wanna be this woman who is like constantly calling your boyfriend to say, Where are you? What are you doing? you know, that's kind of like turn me off. I don't I don't wanna be that woman. But anyhow they usually tell you where they're about and what they're doing. And then, you know, you have nothing to worry about because they report their itineraries, right, even before you're asking or even you don't ask. But when it comes to some shady relationship, you know, like Tonya says, he gets defensive. That's what you really want to watch out for. and. That doesn't mean you have to look into his, his phone because when you feel like you need to look into his his phone or have phone, relationship is already a red flag anyways because healthy relationship, you don't even have to think about that.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. Check your own self, check your stuff. Because if you feel like I have to look at their phone, there's probably something going on with you. Like you need to take a look at what's going on with you that makes you feel that you can't trust them because Erica's right. In any healthy relationship, somebody's going to be forthcoming with that information. So like when I first started dating my husband and he would go out of town, I wouldn't call him and be like, where are you? What are you doing today? Where are you staying? What hotel are you staying at? Where are you going to be? When are you coming home? Like I didn't have to do any of that stuff. He would just be like, Hey, I'm leaving here at such and such time. He would text me and be like, "Hey, I checked into my room. I'll call you in a minute." He would call me back shortly, and then he'd be like, "Hey, um, I'm staying at this hotel. Da da, da. I'm gonna be here a couple of days. This is what I got going on." And he would just tell me like, I didn't have to. I didn't have to ask him. Somebody who's being honest and open with you will just share that information naturally, because they want you to know. It's part of care, showing care and concern. So if you're pulling teeth and having to find out, and it's, like I said, it it goes both ways. Like, Like there are two aspects to this. It can be you feeling like you need to have all these answers to fill insecurity. So you're like badgering them about it. That's on you. But on the other hand, and that again, that's a red flag, but that's your red flag. That's on you. But on the other hand, if they're not being forthcoming, or they're being sneaky, or not sharing and stuff like that, that's something for you to pay attention to about them. So it goes both ways, right? So just know the source and look at that as far as like the trust issue goes. So another thing um, that I think is a another red flag too is 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 this building a sense of self esteem. Now, how? I explain this. It's like the people that are close to you, right? Like the, your friends, your loved ones, the, your best friends, they should be building you up, not tearing you down, right? So when you're in a relationship with somebody and you're with a partner and you're dating somebody, they shouldn't be making commentary about your person, who you are, your character, the way you're dressed, the way you look in a way that's in a negative light. Okay. So they shouldn't be saying things. And this can be very subtle. And this is what I mean about narcissists. This could be very subtle at first. So like somebody who will say things like, like with this guy I was dating, are you really going to wear that? That's what you're wearing out? You know, and I do it in a derogatory way. Or like me by nature, I'm I'm normally loud. Like I have a very loud speaking voice. I'm I'm loud, I'm boisterous, I get excited, I'm enthusiastic, I monopolize conversation a lot. I know I do. It's just part of my nature, it's who I am. But I've had people say to me before, um, in a derogatory way, right? Like, you did not talk so much you need to keep your voice down because everyone's gonna think you're obnoxious or I don't want you to embarrass me. You know, things like that, when people say stuff like that to you, those are um, things that tear down your self-esteem. So pay attention because that could be very subtle. Erica, what do you think about that?
0: When you're helping out your mate, right? And you're very concerned. So you kind of like tell him or her, oh, it's a good idea to do this and do that. And then if or she or he is not taking you seriously, that's a red flag too, you know? Because you're um, here as a team and it, try to help out your person's problem or whatever, because you can see better, right? And then if your person is not taking you seriously and then kind of like, it's I think it's an ego thing. But if the person is not taking you seriously, you really want to watch out for that. Even he's saying jokingly, like, you know, whatever, like, or she's saying jokingly, Oh, I always trust you. But look at the behavior. Because when it comes to healthy relationship, your friend, your family, your mate, whoever is like, seeing best interest in you, and tells you something you don't want to hear. But You know, deep down, it's right about whatever stuff is happening, and then the response is more of "Okay, thank you," instead of like "Ha, like, you know, I don't trust you."
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think that leads uh, into—it's a good lead-in into the next thing I'm going to talk about. Is um, inability to resolve inability to resolve conflict and anger management issues because I think these kind of go hand in hand. Um, I know for myself, I used to be the kind of person, and this was due to my own insecurity. And this, so like I said, I will always bring this back around to knowing yourself, dealing with your own wounds and triggers because that impacts how you show up in relationships. But not being able to resolve conflict can be something as simple as being afraid and avoiding conflict, which is what I used to do. So I used to avoid conflict at all costs. So that would cause me to like try to smooth things over try to make things right i would go out of my way to do whatever i could or be whatever i needed to be for that person in order to resolve any conflict because any conflict to me made me so uncomfortable i was like i was so worried about them leaving but this is all tied deeply deeply to my own sense of self-worth and insecurity and that was a problem in all my relationships and it became a problem so that's like red flag on my end right because i was afraid to to manage conflict but people that avoid conflict think they might be protecting the relationship which is what i thought i was doing from going away or being ruined but in the end all it does is result in long-term passive aggressive behavior so as uncomfortable as it can be Embracing conflict in a constructive way is absolutely necessary because if you can't have productive conflict, serious matters can never get resolved, right? And, and this is what I mean by being constructive. Now, if you've got somebody who has an anger issue, anger management issues, and this was another thing I came across too, um, and your partner like say and this was this was my situation like i was always afraid of conflict because and i could go deep in my psychology and tell you it's because my dad had anger issues <laughs> but my partner would have anger issues and i would be terrified to bring something up because of their anger issues so this is another red flag if they can't have a conversation around hot button topics without getting out of control with anger management during conflict and you feel threatened or unsafe, that's a big problem. So their inability to regulate their emotions is definitely, definitely a red flag for any relationship. You should be comfortable regardless with a partner, a friend, family member, coworker to be able to talk about difficult subjects without fearing for your safety, for one. But anybody who uses a man or a woman who uses anger as like an intimidation tactic to kind of bully you into being quiet is displaying toxic behavior and you need to get the hell out of that relationship right away.
0: Or Also making you feel guilty of voicing your opinion. And that's another controlling and manipulative tactic comes from narcissists. When I meet them, I'm going to repeat my opinion like a thousand times, so they give up. Because usually, most of the people, they feel so guilty voicing opinion. They may say whatever, weakly no, and then sisters try to uh, make you feel guilty. So they keep on saying whatever the stuff they are yapping about. And then regular people stop saying no, because they feel so guilty about voicing it repeatedly. But you should be like strong enough to keep on saying no, and ignore whatever the person is saying to you. But anyhow, um, it is really important to have your opinion. And in order to have a teamwork and a good, healthy relationship, you have to able to say anything to your partner. And your partner, is the same way because how you going to build the trust and the healthy relationship when you are not yourself and he's not him himself and then you can't really say anything to each other and then when it comes to fighting right if it's it's going to end up shouting much and then you know it's always like that you really have to think hard if you want to continue that relationship because that is not healthy at all unless you like that kind of relationship because when you you come to um, resolving your differences, you can talk like you're in the office, right? Um, some people they say, "Oh, you're raising, you're raising my your voice." Like to me, I never raise my voice. But some people say that. I don't know if that is a manipulative tactic or not. Because when I get really upset, I really raise my voice like really really loudly. I usually don't talk like that. But anyhow, anyhow, when it comes to uh resolving conflict, they talk like as if you are in the office and uh, come to term into how you can resolve the conflict without talking about emotional stuff because solving the problem is not talking about emotional stuff, you know. And if your partner especially man cannot do that. It's very questionable if you wanna get into a relationship with a person like that because you cannot have you cannot have a solution together when he gets emotional to you. Yeah, I so
1: completely agree with you. And um these are things that the, and these are things you have to pay attention to and these are things that like I said, you know, this stuff doesn't come up right away. You know, it it usually takes a little while for this stuff to be uncovered. So this is why it's so really, really important. And why I tell people, I tell all my clients, be dating multiple people at one time. Don't commit yourself to one person at first, get to know people, really spend time with people because a lot of this stuff doesn't come out right away. You know, and what happens is it's now a year, two years down the road and you're with somebody and all of a sudden you find yourself in these situations and you're like oh my god i did it again you know how did i miss these traits how did i miss you know pay attention go into things open mind, you know open-minded but keep your eyes open you know don't get don't let your emotions cloud the warning signs because when you let your emotions get in the way of making good decisions you know, it's one thing to follow your heart, but it's entirely different and follow your intuition. It's entirely different when you're so wrapped up from a sense of need and a sense of, I need a relationship. I want a relationship so bad. This person is amazing. They seem awesome. I'm so excited that you start ignoring these little subtle cues and they're there in the beginning. You just have to look for them, right? So pay attention to things like jealousy, gaslighting, anything that's like a manipulation tactic, right? Um, These are all red flags. So um, it's, it's obviously natural to feel jealous when your partner or friend is spending a lot of time with another person, but don't let that cloud your judgment. But somebody who's constantly jealous of you spending time with other people and who is going to um, kind of badger you or make you feel bad about wanting to spend time with your friends and this happens very slowly very subtly like it doesn't come all at once right but it's a slow subtle like whining and complaining you know oh i wish you spent time with me and you know and and being that you're like into this person's new relationship you're gonna be all excited of course i'm gonna spend time with you of course i want to spend all my time with you so you're gonna ditch your friends to go spend time with this person but then what happens is you know 6 8 10 months down the road now when you want to go out for a girls night you can't because they're like uh you're not allowed to go out and that's when that stuff turns around on you so watch out for the indicators of jealousy and gaslighting is another thing gaslighting is huge and it's And it's something that's so subtle that you don't even realize they're doing it, but it's emotional abuse. It really is emotional abuse. And what happens is the person is gonna be manipulating you to question your own judgment, and it's subtle. But if you find yourself asking, maybe I am wrong, maybe I'm not doing the right thing, maybe I am being a little overreactive, maybe I am acting a little jealous, maybe I am acting a little crazy, if you find yourself asking yourself questions like that frequently, you need to pay attention, pay attention, because they're probably gaslighting you. Victims of gaslighting are made to feel guilty, regardless of whether or not they did anything wrong. And that is a huge,
0: huge red flag. 100%. Like when you are a very healthy person, And then you really have to defend on your partner for whatever the reason. That's unhealthy relationship. Because when you are having healthy relationship, he watches over for you. You watch over for him. So you don't really have to defend, you know, whatever. You never have to. I mean, that's another reason why it's a good idea to multiple date. So maybe one guy you might date with or one girl you might date with is healthy. So you understand what the healthy relationship is and then versus what the toxic, toxic behavior is. Then, okay. When you feel, when you are, emo, let's say if you're emotionally stable person, but when you're always with this person and you are not happy. You always have to defend on whatever the behavior to make you feel better about what happened. That toxicity, even little, if you even have to defend on that person's behavior, even tiny thing, that's um toxic relationship. The person m- might be narcissist or someone who are, who is abused by narcissist. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's the other thing I want to bring up too. Um, any relationship that you're in, that. Impacts and negatively affects your relationship with your friends and your family is something you need to pay attention to. So, anytime you have friends, if they come to you and say, like, hey, I'm a little concerned, you know, you're not coming out with us like you used to, you're not, you know, hanging out with us anymore, you're not spending time with us like you used to, please listen to those people because they love you and they care about you. It's a major, major red flag if somebody in your life is negatively affecting your relationship with those that you love. So healthy relationships should never come at the cost of other healthy relationships. So your boyfriend should not demand that every minute of your day is spent with them and that you can't have friendships outside of that relationship or you can't, um, the expectation is that every single waking minute of your free time is spent with that person you need to have outside healthy relationships so whether it's relationships with family with friends girls time girls day out whatever um shopping you know you're shopping weekends out whatever um you have outside interests if if somebody is honing you in to a relationship and they demand that all of your time and energy be put into that partnership and do not allow you to have outside interests or outside relationships with other people or you know make you feel badly for wanting those things right maybe they don't don't necessarily say no you can't go out with your friends but maybe they make you feel guilty for wanting to go out with your friends or maybe they make you feel guilty for wanting to spend time with your family and not with them those are huge red flags you are an independent person in healthy relationships means you have healthy relationships with other people and that relationship with that partner should no way in any way shape or form interfere with your relationship with anyone else and if it does that's a huge problem you need to get out of that relationship because that is a controlling manipulative behavior and it will only end up hurting you in the long run because it's a possessiveness Right. It's part of a narcissistic trait where they're going to possess you. They own you, right? Like you can't make any moves without them saying so. And it happens very subtly. This is why you have to pay attention to these things. It happens very, very, very subtly. So Erica, what do you think about that?
0: Uh, when it comes to friends and family, put them as your priority because they're going to be in your life forever. So unless like your boyfriend, you know, you're going to get engaged or get married, they are never priority, ever. Because who's gonna be with you when uh, this relationship doesn't work out, your family and your friends, you know? So boyfriend is one step up from a date, but they're not husband, right? They're not your fiance, so think about that. So (laughs) have a life outside, and if the guy is like, worry about you having a guy friend, and you do have a 100% trust with each other, but he makes like comment, or whatever, that's his insecurity. So you are allowed to have a relationship outside of, um, you know, faithful, strong relationship. And if he trusts you 100%, he has nothing to worry about, even if you have a guy friends.
1: Yep, exactly. And I think the last thing I want to touch on is um, being able to communicate, be able to have an open, honest communication. And this also talks and also speaks to, I should say, being able to have a certain degree of emotional intelligence. Right? So if you can have a conversation with a man or a woman, and there's no desire to communicate openly and honestly, clearly that's a problem. However, if you are being vulnerable and you're expressing yourself and they seem to have an inability to perceive your emotions or they can't manage and deal with your emotions, like maybe you're saying you're coming across a certain way and you're upset and, but they can't handle it, it's because they have a low level of emotional intelligence. They can't empathize with you. They can't pick up on your feelings. This is gonna cause a lot of problems later, at the very least conflict, at the very worst manipulation. So pay attention to their ability to empathize with you. Do they resonate with you when you're sad? Do they recognize when you don't feel good? Do they understand when you're upset? Do they honor and value your feelings when you don't feel well? Or do they blow it off and be like, you shouldn't be upset about that. Get over it. That is a huge thing because people will manipulate you like that, you know, and you end up in a toxic relationship because... Your partner should value and respect how you feel, regardless of whether they understand it or not. They may not see why you feel the way you do, but they they should strive to understand and to empathize with you. And if they're not making that effort to do that, then you need to get out of that relationship. Because if they're incapable of perceiving and managing your emotions or their own emotions, that is a huge problem. And that's, you know, that's what happens. And communication breaks down because, you know, they're not trying to see your side. They're not trying to see and empathize with you and how you're feeling and what's going on in your world, or they can't regulate themselves. Like they're feeling angry. So they're lashing out at you. They're projecting everything to you because they can't, have that own sense of their own introspection and say hey i am upset this is what's bothering me this is what's triggering me this is what's going on in my world this is what i have a problem with let's talk about it but no they're going to project and make everything about you and your fault so that's somebody who can't regulate their emotions right they have no emotional intelligence so these are things to really really pay attention to and and it's not something that you get right off the bat right so like i said like Erica said date multiple people take a long time to get to know people because things like this come out over time. And it's super, super important because what happens more often than not is that these things show up after you've already been in the relationship and there were little tiny warning signs all along the way. And now you're in it. And now it's in this big hot mess because you know, now here we are. Right. What do you think Erica?
0: So lastly, you know, it's really important uh, when you are not the emotionally unstable person, right? Uh, but when you're angry or sad or whatever, and then when he, he makes you feel guilty of expressing your emotion because you kill, kill joy, you know, like, Hey, we were having a good time. How come you're all suddenly so sad or that's form of manipulation because you do care about the person you know, um, he's supposedly there with you emotionally. So if he says something like that, either he's a narcissist or two, um, like Tonya said, emotionally uh, low intelligent person, because someone who is emotionally low intelligent person cannot really empathize with you unless something has happened to him or uh, he experiences something similar. So he has a lack of imagination. And then you really want to think about, you do want to be with that person forever. Because you have to go through a uh, painful experience or tribulation on your own. Unless something happened to both of you, he won't be there with you. And you have to deal with it by yourself. And that's not marriage.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So ultimately,
1: the end goal here is if, if, there, if you're in a relationship and it's becoming between, if your relationship is coming between you and your happiness, then obviously something isn't right. Something needs to change. So if you're noticing any of these red flags in your relationship, what you need to do is first and foremost, acknowledge your own needs right because you never should sacrifice your own needs for somebody else's compromise is healthy right but if you're not compromising or the compromise comes at the sake of your well-being and happiness that's a problem so acknowledge your own needs speak up communicate communicate openly try to avoid being over emotional right when you're tackling difficult subjects with your partner you know try to be calm do it from a space of let yourself get calmed down first don't react and then be all angry and upset and start trying to argue then wait till you've calmed down and can rationally have a conversation seek counseling or coaching that can help too you know couples coaching couples counseling is a good thing um i work with people and couples too to hash out some of these problems be very honest with yourself you know Look at yourself and be honest, set boundaries, and make sure you're connecting with your friends and family. And above all else, make sure that you know, not all relationships are meant to last, right? So if you're stuck in a relationship that's draining your energy, preventing you from growing, from doing your best, have the courage to cut ties with those toxic people and focus on repairing the relationship with yourself first. Is first and foremost what I always say. My dogs are barking in the background, sorry. Erica, is there anything you want to say as we're wrapping things up for the day? No, I'm fine. Okay. So whether it's a romantic relationship or a new relationship with somebody, pay attention to the red flags toxic relationships can suck the energy and happiness out of your life (laughs) it's really really important to know that in order for you to be healthy and happy and thriving love and kindness is key relationships can only thrive when everyone involved is getting their knees met and it comes from having healthy dynamics and it's really super important so you know, don't fall into these traps. If you find yourself, and you need help, get help. Don't suffer in silence, right? Cause nothing, and nothing's going to change. And I've seen a lot of abusive situations end up that way. So reach out for help if you need it. And that being said, Erica and I will um, see you next week in Erica's group, Love and Ascension, where we talk about uh, different topics on love, relationships, spirituality, And we usually meet on Wednesdays at noon, but because the hurricane came through, we didn't meet yesterday. But anyway, uh, Wednesdays at noon. So check back with us then, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.
0: thank you so much for listening so if you guys are interested in leveling up yourself there is a link in my description box and uh, check out to beautify yourself in and out if you want to see tonya there's a link as well and check it out bye